Hello everybody and welcome to episode 16 of Off The Record. I cannot believe it's already episode 16, that is completely crazy. Um, apologies for my croaky voice, don't worry the audio, I recorded this a few weeks ago so it won't have quite the same tone. Anyway, my guest this week is the wonderful Brandon Ray, who recently in February this year released his new single, Small Talking. This is after a career where he's been working as a guitarist for the likes of Brett Eldridge and even um, played on Taylor Swift's Red Tour. But now he's got, doing his own single career. So from, in 2016, he released American Way, and that could be us. Um, he's collaborated with um, Keith Urban for uh, his single Ends of the Earth that was released in August 2017. So it was a really great chat with Brandon. And I really hope you guys enjoy this um, as much as I did. As always, please remember to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes. It really helps the podcast out and, yeah, helps more people find us. Um, please also follow me on Instagram and Twitter. We have recently, this week, also re-released um, our website. So you can find us at www.offtherecorduk.com. Com. So follow us there for some more reviews and you can find all the podcast episodes um, up to this point there. So please enjoy this show. The record. Off the record. Once. I'm doing good. How are you? Good, really well. Good. What a year you've been good. Hold on. I'm there. We go. Are you there? Yeah, I've got it. Can you hear me? Yeah, there you are. Perfect. Cross Atlantic connection. Sometimes they're a bit dodgy, but hopefully today is all good. Absolutely. And and is it? Do you say? Do you say it Imogen? It's Imogen. Imogen. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. One of those weird English names that <laughs> I don't think's quite made it across. I love it. It's great. So what a year you've had. Oh my God. It's only March. How has it all been? How can you even process all that's going on right now? <laughs> I, I'm i just trying to to go one day at a time and just, I, can imagine. Keep, I guess, keep the ball rolling, you know? Yeah. Have you been out <laughs> on the road for most of it or is it, have you been in studio? How's it been shaping up? Um, last year we did, I think we did about 175 shows. You're joking. Oh no. my God. <laughs> I think we're going to do the same this year, but, um, wow. uh, at the end of last year we were doing just all, all yeah. studio. I mean, every single day we would go in, yeah. uh, me, Ross Copperman would go in and at the end of the day, Keith Urban would come in oh and. God. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Cleaned up everything that we did. You know? oh, absolutely crazy. How is it though, like obviously doing 175 shows, how do you keep the energy up for all those shows? Like it must be kind of some days you're like, oh, I don't have as much energy today. I don't know how I'm going to be able to do the show. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. There's, you know, there's a lot of vitamin C. That, <laughs> all that, the vitamins, yeah. all the water, just keep it coming in. Oh my gosh. I mean, we drink a ton of water and, and it, I guess it just becomes your normal. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's it becomes it just like, like not the job, but like kind of like you, you just have to keep going and 
you know, absolutely yeah and i mean play music like it's it's yeah. phenomenal you know and you have to just take a step back and be like this is this is my life now like I, i'm doing this yeah i mean it it's 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 incredible and i'm thankful for every second and yeah, you know i'm just trying to keep it keep it going you know yeah so you're going back you were born in texas is that right i was yes where whereabouts could you so I was born that? in oh, uh, West Texas, like a place called Big Spring. Okay. Um, it's near a bigger city called Midland. Yeah. And Odessa. There's there's a movie and a TV show called Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that one. Yeah. And so that's basically like what it was based like on where i'm from yeah oh my god crazy but you because you grew up with um not really country like roots i guess it was more rock right. and roll, well, wasn't it i, I mean i i listened to country music yeah. i mean i don't think you could get away with not listening to country music in texas right right <laughs> yeah my mom my mom was like huge you know country music you know she played mm-hmm. all the 90s country in the house and yeah, you know my dad stuff. my dad hated country he was more on the really? rock and roll, blues, jazz, you know. So how does he feel about y- your music now, then? My dad, my dad loves it. I mean, yeah, he's he's supportive, and and honestly, he when he listens to my music, he's like, "Is that is that even country?" Yeah, and I was got like, that like you've still got that rock kind of like you've got the elements coming through. It's not really just like yeah, you've got different elements in your music. Right, right. And so my dad's like, it's more it's more on like the R and B or the blues mm. or the rock side and I was like, Hey man, I mean country music can can be whatever it is, you yeah. know. <clears throat> and as long as he listens to it, you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. They're they're crazy supportive. So oh. That's the best way to be. And then, so, because you started off, sorry, this is me reading all your bios and stuff. I always feel like, I'm like, I know all your life secrets. And then it feels very strange. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but you you, grew up, you started off playing baseball, and then, but you had an injury, and that's how it all started. Is that right? Yes. I mean, I was playing all sports, you know, football, mm-hmm. baseball, basketball, track, all that stuff. And um, when I was, you know, 13, mm-hmm playing baseball and and i slid i slid and the catcher came down on my foot all oh, weird oh my god uh, and but that wasn't really what yeah what we went in for a uh, an x-ray and they found that my bones were starting to fuse together oh my god and so uh. <laughs> they had to do two surgeries put like two screws in my foot and oh my you know that's god. kind of what pushed me to uh to get a guitar and just start and playing at the music. Ti- at the time, it's the worst thing in the world. Now you probably look back at it and it's like, that was a sign somewhere, somewhere, something had a purpose. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That, the day that they told me I couldn't play sports anymore, mm. I was just devastated. I you can know? imagine. Yeah. And so obviously you started off doing sort of more, the more rock side. Do you think that it's like given you um, some skills and stuff? Because obviously with, with lots of rock, there's like, a lot more guitar sort of solos and riffs and that kind of thing. Do you think that sort of helps with bringing that in a way that you might not necessarily have learned that kind of style and those kind of things if you'd started off doing exclusively country music? Yeah, I do. Um, we, we were on, uh, my, me and my brother who mm. he's still my drummer, uh, to this day. Um, we were in a rock band and we, we were on this thing called the warp tour. Yeah that you know 
basically with with like you said rock music it's more guitar driven you yeah, know it's more riffs all that kind of stuff but it's also a little more performance like yeah I'm, she does yeah you really have to learn how to be a front man and how to to make fans with with all of those people face to face other than social media <laughs> you know and so what I love most about doing shows now is getting out and meeting every single person oh, and just God. making it about them. And it's it made much better experience for them. And then they become, I mean, they'll have, they'll come away with, with a positive view of that. Totally. Yeah. Does your brother actually, cause obviously um, <laughs> drummers in rock bands also have the same thing of like, I feel like they're more kind of out there than a lot of, <laughs> other bands does he still have that yeah i I think he does i mean my brother is um he's basically an extension of me (laughs) just a a little bit smarter um but uh he you know he he lets me do my thing and he's also the tour manager as well so he's always like multitasking over there yeah yeah he's got his i guess business brain on at all times which is good yeah. And when did you like make that shift? When or how did that happen? Did it happen very naturally, like the transition to country music? Well, I think um so we were living out in Los Angeles mm-hmm. trying to do the uh the rock band. Yeah. And uh you know, rock the, the rock world was just kind of crumbling. Yeah. And we were we were getting, you know, you know, musical licensed uh, synchronizations through like, you know, ESPN and yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like they would play our music during like the highlights or whatever. And mm-hmm. so we were making a little money, we we're being seen, but it was just a dead end road. So our band broke up. We moved back to Texas. I started like working at a steakhouse. And, <laughs> There's worse um, places to be working. Yeah, Lots and so I was sitting with my parents. I don't know. Uh, at dinner or lunch one day because I, I went back to like kind of live with him for a little yeah. bit and they're like where where do you ultimately want to be like what is your dream and I mm-hmm. said honestly like <clears throat> I write country music like I write country yeah. songs like I, I think I want to go to Nashville and so they said that's where you got to be you know start yeah. start saving up and uh so me and me and my brother got a job in Little Rock Arkansas okay. As that's, we, we job in construction. This is my geography of America is not good, but they're not close, are they? They're not close. No. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, well, this is probably a completely stupid question. <laughs> right, but we worked for this construction company. Mm-hmm. I worked for about six months, saved up a little money, and then moved to Nashville. Okay. And Ryan stayed stayed in Little Rock for two more years. Oh wow. Okay. So did you have a drummer in his absence while you were? <laughs> I actually didn't. I wasn't. He, I really he's irreplaceable. Wasn't you can't replace him. <laughs> well, I wasn't. I wasn't really playing shows. Yeah. I was just, uh, you know, going to going to shows, going to writers' rounds, just trying to meet people. Yeah, and get your music within, out there. Yeah, within that first year, something. I a publishing deal mm-hmm. and started writing songs for a living. And then when Ryan moved up, I kind of started assembling a band. Yeah. But for a long time, you, so t- I don't know what the timeline of all this is, but so you moved to Nashville and then you did a lot of um, 
uh, you'd guitared for the likes of like Brett Eldred and like Taylor Swift and whole whole host of people. Um, so how did that all kind of like fit together? I guess. Right. So so yeah, within the within the first like two years, I started being a side, you know, guitar player mm. for, for for bands, different singers, and uh, <laughs> there's a guy named Chuck Wicks that I joined for a little bit, and then ultimately. I was trying to uh, get out of the, the side guy thing. Yeah, I was going to say and, that must be quite hard when it's like something that you know you want you want to be the person on the front, not the sidelines. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, and, and I mean, the money was great. Like I, mm-hmm. uh, that that was kind of the hard part about it was I was having so much fun. I was meeting so many great people. I was playing in front of tens of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was trying to, to get out of it, and Brett Eldridge called me. And, and you're like, hey, man. God damn it, I can't get, I can't let this one go. I know. Well, <laughs> well he wasn't anything. Like, yeah. his first three singles had failed. And so. Oh, okay. So this was before. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So Brett was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm doing like a month out on the road with Eli Young Band. I'm in the middle of my radio tour. It's oh, a song God. called Don't Ya. And he was like, oh, wow would you want to come out and just it's basically seven days a week. We're never going to be home. We're going to do radio stations five days a week and shows three, you know, three days a week with, with Eli young band. I was like, yeah, "Yeah, dude. I was like, I'll do that. I was like, but I have to be out because this was January. I said, I have to be out by March. Okay. He's like, okay, cool. Yeah. That's that's totally fine. It's totally fine. And so, we go on the tour. It's so fun. It's a blast. His song starts doing really well. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Taylor Swift asks Brett to go out on her red tour. And you're like, what is happening <laughs> in my life right now? Damn it. Come on, man. So, so God, let I, this go. I, yeah, I did it. And I'm so glad I did because me. So it was Brett Eldridge, Ed Sheeran, and Taylor Swift. Oh, my God. This is like other people's. Well, I think anyone's like dream. Like people would be like, "Am I? Am I dreaming? This is this can't be real." I know it, it was it was crazy, and you know, so basically we would spend the days like me, Brett, and Ed, like just hanging out, writing songs and stuff. And then there are worse people to hang out with. Oh, amazing! <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But uh, I don't know. I just 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 getting to hang with. Uh, with Taylor and her crew and her yeah. people just really, it, I learned so much just about, I can imagine. about business, forming, the industry, all that stuff. Totally. I mean, how to treat people, honestly, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. so, uh, basically after that, I was like, Hey man, after this Taylor tour, I have to, I have to get out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I, <clears throat> because I'm up here <clears throat> making, I'm making other people's dreams come true. And you want to make your own dreams come true at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, and, and come and back. And they have been doing this is another day wasted on what I That's true. came here to do. Yeah. <laughs> so I quit Brett. I started doing shows around town. Uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if you read anywhere, but uh, so Florida Georgia line was looking yeah. for a guitar player. And uh, did you turn it down? Do what now? Did you turn it down or did you go out with them as well? I went out for a couple okay. weeks because I know 
I know BK and Tyler pretty well, mm-hmm. but I also know Sean Fuller, their drummer. He he he's been one of my good friends since he was playing with uh, Justin Moore. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so I was like, oh man, I'm just gonna go hang with Sean. Like I'll play a few shows, see how it goes. I could just catch up and with Buddy at the end of the day, like hang out with him for a bit. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I mean, Cruz had already gone number one. Oh they were God, yeah. you know, it was already on pop radio and everything, and I was like, Okay, I'm just gonna see how this goes. And I was I was into it and I said, Hey, I'll finish out the year uh with you guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was like it was it was into the next year. I think there was six months left. And I said, "Hey, I'll go until December." Yeah. And their manager said they needed a two-year commitment. Oh, and then you're like, so- "That's two years away from my." <laughs> it's not something that two years is a long time to stay away from your own music. Absolutely, and and so I that day I declined, and yeah. all of my Which is friends a very brave were like, "Decision, like." amazing in retrospect but it's also incredibly brave thing to do um yeah it was definitely scary because i was already seeing the uh the effects that fgl had on the on like this country alone yeah (laughs) and so i was just like you know what i've got to i've got to do this if i like i don't want to be a side guy my whole life you know and you don't want to be the guy looking back in half many years time and be like what if i done it then or just sometimes it's always best to make the like big decisions just go for it totally yeah and i mean you know i'm i'm uh you know i'm about 30 years old right Mm -hmm. now and so down the road if i want to be a side guy again i can totally do that but right right now i mean with everything going on i just you know whether whether i'm playing for you know 50 people, 500 people, 5,000 people, I'm still living out my dream. Somehow I think with your music, I don't think you're going to have to be a sideline guy again. (laughs) Well, thank you. I I don't think that's going to happen. So obviously (laughs) it's been, um, so how long has been the gap then of you concentrating just on your music and coming back to you? So, oh, since since I stopped being a side guy to now? Yeah. So I'd say it's about it's been about three years. Okay, and why did you get suddenly <laughs> like happened. stuff? Why how's it all been with stuff happening? Because obviously, like you've had the support of things that people like Keith Urban. Do you think that's helped you get you know become like in the Bobby Bones class of twenty eighteen or crazy stuff that's happening? Right, and I think you know. It, you know, great things happen when you take a leap of faith, Yeah. you know? Um, and <clears throat> I know that sounds really cheesy, but it's no, so but true. It's also like, uh, there's a reason that people say <laughs> these cheesy things. It's because there's truth in them. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I, and my friends and family too, they were like, dude, are, are you sure you want to quit, mm-hmm. you know, Brett and FGL and all this kind of stuff. And, and so my kind of answer to that was, yes, I'm going to work my ass off yeah. to make this happen. And so really, <clears throat> I started doing shows in town. I started meeting, you know, different uh, booking agents and uh, publishers and producers and everything. And <clears throat> ultimately, uh, do you know, do you know a girl named Lucy Silvis? Yeah, yeah. She's a, okay. she's a, New Zealand, but I think she's also got some English in there somewhere. 
I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you both you actually sound pretty similar when you talk, but I'll, I'll um, have to be like that. Use that as an entirely see We sound similar. <laughs> right, right. Well, she's she's married to John Osborne from uh, yeah. Brothers Osborne, yeah. and I was just helping her out with a few things when I wasn't busy playing guitar for her and stuff, mm-hmm. and so. Bobby Bones invited her out. That's kind of how I met Bobby. Oh, okay. And, you know, yeah, that's, that, like, I met him through me being a guitar player. And I think that's how this whole (laughs) works is, like, if you just, if you just be a good hang, and you just be a good person and not things on people, Mm -hmm. you're gonna find a way into something, you know? Yeah, and just being and a so, good person and like good company people want you to keep you want to keep you around. Right, that's true. And that was kind of me and Bobby, like we became buddies. Mm. He didn't even know that I was an artist myself. And then you're until... like, by the way, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> right, yeah. He I found my music online. He was like, dude, what in the world? And so he what? invited you me on a show. This, you crazy person. <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. And so through that, uh, Ross Copperman and Keith Urban heard me, yeah. heard my song on his radio show. And that's kind of how all that happened. Oh, so, so they heard you on Bobby Bones and then that's how that they became involved in Ends of the Earth? Yes. Uh huh. Oh. So I had written with Ross Copperman a little bit before mm-hmm. that. You know, he produces Brett Eldridge, Dirk yeah. Bentley, Keith, all that stuff. Um, but he heard he heard me on the radio. It was an interview. I did an interview right after Brett Eldridge, mm-hmm. and he was he just called me. He's like, "Bro, like, it sounds great. Like, what's your situation?" And at the time, I was leaving a publishing company, leaving a producer, and so it was kind of like the perfect time. Worked out. Oh my god! And yeah, with, exactly. With ends of the earth, you that wasn't a song that you had written. Is that right? So you, that was one uh, uh, so that which was given, you've heard, or how did, how did you pick that song, basically? Okay, so I'm, I'm a big, like, I, I love writing songs, mm. and I love, you know, doing it myself, and, you know, yeah. being kind of true to myself, but when I, when I started working with Keith and Ross, you know, I was sending them my songs, they were sending songs that they had written, um, and one of these songs that Keith, Keith was going to cut Ends of the Earth oh a couple years ago, or about nice. a year ago. Yeah, and it kind of just fell through the cracks. It wasn't right for his project. And, mm. and then it just, um, like, basically Ross said to you. me. Do what now? It's something about it that just fit with you instead, I guess. Right. Like, w- when I heard it, I played it probably 40 times in a row. And oh I was like, God. dude, this song is so good. And so that That's weekend so I went out uh, on the road and I started playing it in my set mm-hmm. just to see how people would react. And, and suddenly it's like, it was a phenomenal Whoa. response. Yeah. Yeah. And that was um, amazing so we recorded it and it's, you know, everything happened from there. Yeah. And how did it feel to have someone like Keith Urban working with you? Like, how was he to work with this producer? He's truly... I mean, the guy's a musical genius, I, honestly. We have got, he's done pretty well for himself. He must be pretty good. Yeah, and, and the greatest thing about it is he's, he's been an artist 
for the past 25, 30 years. So he knows what it's like to be in my shoes. Amazing amount of experience. <laughs> and that, on the producer hat, he's, the, the best advice he gave me was, listen, you're the one who has to go out and play this song every night, yeah. not us. So make it everything you want it to be and more. Wow. That's that's pretty good advice for someone. Oh my <laughs> yeah, God. It's I'm pretty just like rolling it over in my head. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But I wouldn't have ever heard someone put it like that. I like that. Um, before, right. um, the song which I think I first heard of yours was American Way, which you oh, yeah. co-wrote with Kip. Is that right? Yeah, get more. Huh? It's such a, a it's such a story a story a song that I feel is built for like a huge stadium. Did you have that in mind when you wrote it? Was it one of those songs which you could play to the masses? I guess. Um, I think it was just you know, <clears throat> like an anthem. Yeah, you know what I'm that's saying? what it like, feels like. It, it was just yeah, it just kind of made sense with <clears throat> like my live set and his live set. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen Kip in concert, but it's I did a few truly... weeks ago. It was, oh my God. He played at the O2 for for our country to country, which uh, you must come to one year and play at because it's really fun. Um, but yeah, he was in phenomenal. Oh my God. Well, I, I hope to come next year for sure, you well, know. That's got to happen. <clears throat> Making it happen. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it, it just kind of worked out mm. to where he didn't put on his record. So I put it on mine i released it as a single and yeah you know, it, was, it was a great it's a great first song to come out with you no, know definitely it's the one that like will stick in your head and definitely is like a live set i feel like you couldn't listen to that and just stand still like it you, you have to be a, a strange person to stand still to that song <laughs> well i appreciate that that's really cool <laughs> um and so moving on to like we're talking about your new single small talking how was putting that out for the first, like, how's the response been to that? What's the story been kind of behind that song, I guess? Yeah, so I think this is the first, I mean, this is probably the best response I've ever gotten out of a yeah. song. And I think, and it's you know, with Ends of the Earth. It's amazing. Oh, thank, thank you. Um, so Ends of the Earth was, I think it was a great, you know, first song to put out, you know, mm -hmm working with Keith Urban, working with Ross Copperman. And like, it was just a great up-tempo radio single. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I don't think it really highlighted my own sound, mm -hmm. honestly. Um, it kind of introduced you to me, but it it's didn't really dive in much to without... who I Yeah. And so I had had this song, Small Talking, uh, for, for about a year. And it was, it was that moment, it's that moment in my set when everything just stops, you know, I kind of hit that yeah. high note and, you and know, just gets a bit for, for about a year, yeah, for about a year without it even coming out, we had people coming to, coming to the shows with signs that said small talking and, oh my God, you know, making shirts. It was really cool. So we're like, this is, this is something, There's you know, we something have something here. Song. So yeah, yeah, that was amazing. And what was the story behind like writing that? Like, did you write it by yourself? Did you co-write it with anyone? So yeah, so um, you know, songwriting like people people have so many different ways of, of doing, doing it. Yeah. Whether they have like a notebook or they write <laughs> ideas in their phone or whatever. But um, 
I don't know. Like I, I had this, I had small talk mm. just written in my yeah. phone for, for like months. I'm like, talking like six months. This. And what is it? There, there were so <laughs> many people that I wrote with Kip included. I brought that title in and it just, it, it was cool, but we, it just didn't work. It didn't yeah. go into something. We always, you know, started something else. And so, so I wrote like, with, sorry, I got it. Oh, do what? I was going to say, so if you've got like a hundred songs out there written, like little experts of sort, small talking that just knocked the work. Right, the right. Well, everybody kept shooting me down and I was like, okay. Um, but I wrote with uh, this guy named John Mabe. He wrote mm-hmm. uh, The Climb for Miley Cyrus and oh a bunch of different big songs. And then this uh, Canadian artist, her name's Jessica Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And so I go in, I'd never met these people and they were obviously friends. And so we, we just all became kind of fast friends. Yeah. And I said, all right, I've got this thing. Like it's, it's small talk. I've got a little thing, you know? And, uh, they were like, well, oh man, like, and somebody said like, oh man, when you walk up to a girl and you're trying to talk to her, it's just like, man, I'm just done with small talking. Yeah. And I was like, that's, it. that's, that's cool. And literally right there, I was like, or, and you, and it, you could just set up the scene by saying, you know, shag glasses on mahogany, you know, and they're like, yeah. that's it. Oh. So we just kind of, uh, we wrote it literally in an hour. And oh my God. And after all just, that time, how many times you had it in your phone, you're like, there's something about this. And then it just goes in an hour and you're like, wow. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, finally it worked, you know? <laughs> oh my gosh. Must have been kind of a relief. Like, oh, I can actually get rid of that, that note off my phone. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of became like a curse. Like, yeah, like an itch. I would walk scratch, in like... and I'm like, all right, see if anybody likes this, you know? Yeah. So coming up for the next, for the rest of the year, have you got plans to um, record an EP or an album? Like what, what, are, what is the next, I guess, project you're working on? So um, for, for the, for the end of last year and the beginning of this year, mm-hmm. we, recorded we've recorded an entire ep oh my gosh oh so it's uh, out there in the universe the songs are <laughs> do what now they're out it's out there in the universe just not out there yet not yet okay. so um i started the tour i started this tour with bobby bones mm-hmm. last week and i was like man we just need to print up physical copies of this ep and just sell them yeah. you know just yep. so yep. Like we're we're gonna be releasing it digitally in the next three months. You know, oh, basically so one exciting. song a month. Oh, do what now? I said that's re- that's really exciting. Like thing coming up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so um, we're I'm like I'm selling like the the physical CD like on my on my site and everything just to give anybody who you know, is curious, like give them a chance to hear the songs before anybody else does. And so like in a week we've sold like 500 to people, you know? So I was about to say, I um, think I'm going to go after this interview and have a little look and find, find those. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah. I can send you the link. And I mean, if you just send me your address, I can, I can shoot you one. But, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, like next month we're going to be releasing another song. You know, to follow small yeah. talking the next month, another and the next month, another, okay. uh, ultimately completing the EP. Awesome. So very, very <laughs> exciting year ahead for you. Um, 
great. I think the only thing I always end my my episodes with just a like quick fire ten um, questions. Are you ready? I love it. Let's do it. Okay, so question one: What's the first record you ever bought, or first album you ever bought? Oh man. Uh, okay, the first album I ever bought with my own money was yeah. probably uh, the uh, the Eagles' greatest hits. Ooh. That's a good one. Oh, like I'm always really impressed when people have really good and choices. Wait, thriller, thriller from Michael Jackson. I bought them at the same time. Oh, double whammy. Okay, what was what would be one record you'd bring to a desert island? Oh, that's it's a good like question. The one. You're like, oh, just one. All right, uh, Brian Adams, Reckless. Ooh. And what would be one luxury you'd bring to a desert island? One luxury. Um, I guess a guitar? Oh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's a really stupid question, I realized. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, what's, do you have a pet peeve? Uh, yes. Um, People, when the when the plane lands and and the people stand up and automatically try to go to the front of the Ooh. plane. Oh, that is a good one. That that is annoying. Oh no, <laughs> I can't stand it. Um, what what did you write as your dream in your high school yearbook? Do you even remember? What did that? what did I write as my dream? Yeah, I'm always curious if people um, remember these things. I want I wanted to be. I still wanted to be a pitcher. Uh, for the Texas Rangers baseball yeah. team. There's still time. There's still time. <laughs> um, There's still time. I can do it. Yeah, you can still do it. Um, do you have a guilty pleasure? Say that one more time. Do you have a guilty pleasure? Yes. Two. I have two guilty pleasures, okay? Yep. I'm prepared. Um, the TV show Golden Girls. Ooh. I did not expect and that. And... <laughs> And uh, Shania Twain. Ooh, Shania's not a guilty one. That's fine. <laughs> um, okay, well, let me just say Spice Girls, all right? Yeah, I'll say Spice yeah, Girls. That's a good one. Oh, they're making a comeback soon. Well, apparently. I know, right? Very exciting. <laughs> um, what are you binge watching at the moment? Oh, my gosh. Last night, I know I'm at the party, but it was uh, Making a Murderer. Oh, that, that is a good, that's a good thing to binge watch. Meaty series. Did you see that one? Um, who would be your dream duet partner? Oh man, that's a good question. It's all the questions. Um, like, I just can't pick one. It's too difficult. Man, uh, let's see. I don't know. I guess I'd say Baron Morris. I don't know. Ooh, yes. Got married last night. Very exciting. Um. And, oh, one moment that you'd look back in your career and be like, that was a big moment, like a career change or something. Um, the first day I met uh, Keith Urban. Oh, yeah, that, that's a pretty big moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> because the day, the day we met was the day we started recording. Oh, my God. So it all happened in one. That, that must have been a lot for you to wrap your brain around. It was insane. Like, I don't know what's happening. Just like go to bed and wake, wake up in the morning like, was that real? Did that happen? Right, right, exactly. Um, and my last question would be, 
what would be one word you'd use to describe yourself? Oh, that's tough. Um, one word. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I don't You're know. Like, the only different. word that comes to mind is ambitious. I don't know. No, we can have that. That's a good one. Um, with that, that's all my speed 10. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me today. It's been really great to talk to you. Thank you so much. I, I really enjoyed it. It was so fun. No, really fun. One thing is just let, let everyone know where they can find you, all your channels, all the rest of that stuff. All right. You can find me. Uh, my website is brandonrayofficial.com. And you can also find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all at, at Brandon Ray Music. Perfect. Shot glasses on mahogany. That was Brandon Ray, and I really hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. And please make sure to follow Brandon on Spotify and iTunes. He's destined for great things. And obviously to rate, review, and subscribe to this episode of the podcast. So without further ado, this has been, I've been Imogen Marshall, and that's been my interview with Brandon Ray, and I will see you all next week. Bye, y'all.